Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew with you back again. Thank you for joining me. So today's episode, I have invited a woman by the name of, and I gotta see if I can pronounce this correctly because I messed up a few times during the interview, Marika K, or Mirika K. Okay, it's spelled M-I-R-I-K-A, Mirika K. Mirika K is from Australia, and she is a forgiveness mentor a term I've never heard before. Um, I've had, as you know, many coaches on, uh, love coaches, life coaches, spiritual coaches. Uh, there are a plethora of coaches out there. Um, while Mirica might be a coach, she narrows it down to forgiveness mentor, and I thought that was very interesting. And... I had her on, as always, Be when I bring my guests on, they're helping me dissect the whole concept of the dating world and more specifically the post-dating, the breakup, the heartbreak, uh, getting back on your horse, um, as the saying goes, but everything from the breakup to the healing to the grieving all of that and a big part of that healing and grieving process is forgiveness and that is something that I'm struggling with still to this day by the time you hear this episode it'll be 10 months um, and I and while this podcast started, because of a heartbreak or or a bad relationship that broke my heart it it has morphed into something where i'm i'm just offering my audience as many guests as possible that can talk to us about life and to to make better choices and to learn how to get through the rough times and and if we get and if we find ourselves in the middle of a relationship that might be quote unquote toxic, narcissistic, gaslighting, all of the topics that we've covered up until this point, forgiveness is one that I have not come across yet. Um, and that is something I have to work on myself. So anyway, without further ado, as they say, I am going to let the episode and Marika and I do the rest of the talking. So 
Um, as always, please follow me and um, leave a, a review on Spotify or podcast if you can, please. I ask and I will read those reviews. I just don't have enough of them to read. Um, I, I have five, so I could read those, but um, I'd like to get a little bit more before I read them. So anyway, I'm rambling, as always. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And today I have traveled halfway around the world again. Today I have with us Marika K. And Marika K is from Australia and she is a forgiveness mentor. And I have to be honest, that's the first time I've heard that term. Good morning or good afternoon or hello, Marika. <laughs> hi it's morning here <laughs> it's morning there okay I, I, yeah. I i'll never get the time difference down so good morning to you uh tell us so well quickly i i i found uh marika on facebook and mm -hmm. i i saw her profile and i i saw that she works in in forgiveness and i as my audience knows my story i'm dealing with that forgiveness with myself and of course in my past relationship tell us what you do and how you help people what is a forgiveness mentor so i thank you so much for the introduction and having me on by the way You're so welcome. i am a forgiveness mentor and so i work with people women or men specifically women though in forgiveness because from all the work that i have done forgiveness is the only thing that sets you free and that you feel peace from and can feel joy from, especially after being betrayed. And so I work with people to set them free so they can shine their light, so they no longer hold on to the pain of the past and they can step into their full power. Okay, so whether it's a woman or, or a man that comes to you, mm -hmm. they is most are most of your clients coming from a background or relationship of infidelity or so i would say about 50 percent okay. is infidelity and then the others would be forgiveness for parents or siblings or friends or colleagues or ah. caregivers yeah oh okay but so it's not just romantic relationships it's relationships of all kinds yeah oh okay great Wow. I, I, questions are forming in my head already. Okay. So, <clears throat> well, since my last relationship was about infidelity and uh, by the way, I, I, I did bring Marika up to date on, on, on my story. So she knows about my background. So I'm somebody, I come to you. Um, I have been in a relationship for three years and, and I found out that she was not faithful to me, even though it was a monogamous relationship or it was supposed to be at the beginning. That's the arrangement we made. And then I walk away from that. I am 10 months post breakup and I'm still struggling with, well, I still have some resentments. What's the difference between resentments and forgiveness? 
So when you do not forgive someone, it's literally like a parasite or poison in your heart, right? And so that's where resentment and anger come in and the pain and the hurt and the betrayal. It eats away at every cell. And so that's why people wake up and they're like, oh my gosh, I just, I wish I could sleep for another like five days or they overeat or they stop eating or they continually overthink about the situation and scenario. Only if I said this or if, if I did this, what did I do wrong? Like, am I not lovable? Like all of these things, right? And so when you forgive, the resentment and the anger is gone. gone. You release all of that. And so when you tell your story, you no longer feel a certain type of way about it. So when I told my story, I'm not emotionally attached to it anymore. And so I say, I tell people my story, example, on podcasts or to my clients to empower them that, you know what, even if you have infidelity in your relationship, for me, like I'm still with my husband. So there is a possibility that it can be successful. But in case it doesn't, which I have a lot of clients who go through infidelity and they're still holding on to the pain from their ex-partner, then let's move on. Because again, like I was saying before, life's too short to be holding on to this and not trusting yeah. people and all of these things. Yes, 100%, there are people that are not trustworthy, but you can discern it when you work on yourself and you really know who you are. Okay, so I guess my next question would be the, the the $64 million question is how do you begin to forgive? What's, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so there is proper forgiveness and there's just people, what people think is forgiveness, right? Because if you ever think of a time, and I know for me, this is high school <laughs> is when I would forgive someone for backstabbing me but then I'd still feel so angry and I'd go gossip about them. Mm, <laughs> and I'd yep. still feel like that's not forgiveness, right? Forgiveness truly is having no emotional attachment to the situation at all. And it's like you no longer feel that you have to tell people about it to get them on your side. Because mm. when you continue to tell people, especially when you're from a hurt space, subconsciously it's so people can pity you and people can have sympathy and empathy and people can be like, you're such a good person. Like, don't worry about them. They're this and that right? Because it's feeding our ego. But when you really forgive, it's like none of that. You know, when I fully forgave my husband and someone, one of my clients was like, oh, you know, you don't deserve that. I was like, well, no, it's a lesson that I've learned. No one deserves to be cheated on hundred percent, but don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm a powerful woman. <laughs> yeah. I've moved through this. Like it's, it's a part of my story for a reason. And I can either sit and wallow and, you know, have a life that is not serving me or not achieving my goals because of this one act, or I can move on and I can release that and I can live in my purpose and I can be happy and joyful and free and peaceful and not allow him to control how I feel and not allow him to control my next steps or my next moves, especially having children. Like it's just, it's just not worth it. You you said something very interesting. You said that you're a powerful woman, which means that you, whatever that means to you, but I understand what that means. And in the beginning, it, right after the breakup, uh, talking to therapists and my sponsor and, and many of my support network, a lot of people said to me, why are you giving this woman so much power? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't answer that question. So 
when I heard you say that you're a powerful woman, how, how does one get to that point? I, like, I, I almost feel like I'm still giving this woman power over my life. I can't move forward. Mm. I'd like to. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a hundred percent mindset because you just said you can't when you can. Yeah. Right. So it's my biggest thing is, and this is why, and this, I will preach this until the day I die is getting a mentor. Like having a mentor who's been through this, who, because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of mentors out there or coaches, but if you're going to really, if you're serious about moving forward and creating the life that you love and releasing the pain and guilt and all of those things and anger and resentment, then get a mentor who's been in that position and who's transcended it, right? Because you can have a network. I had a support network, but none of them had gone through what I went through, yeah. right? And so it was just validating how I was feeling. But when I was able to sit in forgiveness and I've had many mentors, I've had lots of programs. I'm really big on long-term mentorship. Now I've got one mentor. However, no one helped me with forgiveness. I had to sit in forgiveness for myself because no one focused on forgiveness like that. And so I sat in forgiveness for a whole year and researched as much as I could watch as many like talks and Ted talks and audibles and everything that I could find about infidelity and forgiveness and moving forward I like deeply look, looked into and so it's so important the first step is reframing your mindset because that's where like you can either whatever you believe is true whether you can't or you can right your tongue has the power of life and death and so if you say you can't then yeah it's going to be very challenging for you too yeah. but if you're yeah. like or you can say, I, I haven't figured it out yet. Or, yeah, it's just really about reframing. Is reframing. Because you can. Exactly. As soon as the words came out of my mouth and you said you <laughs> can't, I, I knew exactly where you were going with that. It is how we phrase that. I have, in it, uh, I got to be careful how I say this because I don't want to solidify it. I have forgiven her. I know her background. I know she she wasn't ready for a relationship. Yada yada. I I I could give her a hundred excuses and say I forgive her. Mm-hmm. It's me that I am struggling to forgive for allowing myself because I I I think what I did is I stayed too long because i thought that i would never find somebody as beautiful or as charming because she besides that dark side of her there was a beautiful side to her obviously she was very creative and she was less she brought she did bring a lot of joy to my life and and there were it wasn't all bad it was obviously there was there was something there that kept us together but obviously there was something that i wasn't giving her that she needed somewhere else how do i start forgiving myself because I look at myself, I'm educated. Um, I, 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 I've become sober. I've, I, I'm, I'm living a completely clean lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. Um, I, I've been, I have a life experience of sixty plus years. Um, I, I, I'm an IT guy, so I'm, you know, I'm smart. And I, but I, I, I catch myself going. Yeah, you're all these things. You're I, I I can look in the mirror and go, I'm a wonderful guy, but yet I'm angry at myself because I allowed this to happen to me. 
and I don't know how to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we should definitely work together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm open for so, that. <laughs> you do give her too much power, right? Yeah. Because it might be amazing, but it's still a dick move. Yeah. Right. So it is. <laughs> and so you're still giving her the power of giving your, you're making so many excuses for her. Right. And so, for example, with my husband, he's the most amazing guy. Everyone loves him. He is genuinely the best. But I'm not going to excuse his behavior. And I'm not going to go on and rant about how amazing he is and all these things because it was still shitty what he did. His behavior was still shitty. Right. And it still impacted me and my children. Mm. And so he's not going to get away scot-free. And he didn't. Right. But I'm not going to continue making excuses for his behavior. Because when we blame ourselves, again, we're giving them that control and power. Like it was crappy what she did to you. Right. You didn't say to her, here you go, go, go do infidelity, like go cheat on me. No, you were a nice guy and you did what you, you thought was the best and she still did these things. And so you're still saying, I know, but like she was amazing. And even though she had this dark side, like she's still, she's still so good. And I did like, it's, no, yeah. she did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you need to get out of something called the drama triangle. The drama triangle is victim, hero, and villain. Right. And so you're being a victim and you're going back and forth, create, making her the villain and the hero. So you need to get out of that triangle. Right. And we can go more into depth later, but really just being like, you know what? That was really shitty. She might not be a bad person. Right. But her actions are really not something that is admirable, especially when you've made that agreement to be in a relationship where it's just the both of you, right? So instead of making all the excuses for her, it's like, well, you know what? Maybe I haven't fully forgiven her because I'm taking the blame and you shouldn't. I didn't, mm -hmm. I did in the beginning blame myself. And I was like, you know what? Actually, that part of what he's done is not my fault. There is another place that I can take ownership. I stopped, like I neglected the relationship because I became a mom right and so for me it was taking ownership of me not being the woman that i was prior looking after him and you know really paying attention to him but him having doing what he did it was not my fault right so his those actions i didn't blame myself for when i really was like you know what i actually am the best <laughs> right i actually am like Good. men will fall at their feet to be with me because i know who i am mm. and so I'm not going to take on his mistake or his actions and make myself feel crappy because that's not like that's, that's his, that's, that's not me to excuse his behavior. That's for him to hold. I don't have to hold that behavior. Right. And I don't want to, like, I'm not going to feel bad that he cheated because I didn't do that. Wow. Right. I, I, I envy you. I want to be where you are. <laughs> you can a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You can 100%. And so just going back on the self-responsibility thing we are talking before is it's ownership and forgiveness, right? But the ownership that you're taking is not yours to take because you're taking responsibility for what she's done. And that's not for you to hold. No, no. no. Right? So just from our conversation, the ownership for you could be one of the things is maybe you didn't have discussions on her love language, right? Maybe you didn't have discussions on what she needed or what you needed you didn't set your boundaries 
right? See how the ownership is different between you taking on what she's done versus the little things that you could have done that would have made the biggest impact in the relationship. Mm. Because most people don't set boundaries. For I know I'm like going off topic, but well, one of the mathematics, yeah, boundaries. Well, no, you didn't go off topic because I did try to establish boundaries. Uh, the audience has heard this. There was a couple of months into the relationship. She went on one of those mystery trips that I told you about, and she flew to Florida and she told me she was visiting a friend of the family and mm-hmm. I couldn't go. This was right after COVID was lifted and they, and they allowed flying again. Um, and she was down there for a week, told me she was visiting a friend of the family. And I just said, okay, but it was a male friend. And I started getting some photographs, selfies from them. And they, in my opinion, these are not the type of selfies that you send your boyfriend back home. They mm-hmm. were almost cuddling in bed and making funny faces. And it just didn't look whether it was a platonic or innocent or, or it's just, you don't send this to your boy. So long story short is I called her out on these photos and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, audience, you've heard this a hundred times. When <laughs> I said to her, I'm not comfortable with these photos. She said to me, if you don't like it, there are plenty of men waiting to take your place. So I tried to establish a boundary mm-hmm. by saying, this is inappropriate. And she said, if you don't like it, step aside because I got men and it turned out that she did. She did have men waiting to take my place and, and they did take my place, although she kept me in the picture. So uh, I just wanted to tell you that because you talked about boundaries and I tried to establish boundaries. And once she broke through those boundaries, she knew where I was not going to step over the line, you know, or, 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 where or where she could step, I'm sorry, the reverse. Where she knew where she could break through my boundaries. I, I and and I, of course I relented and I said, "Oh, sorry, that's okay." So, because um, I didn't want to lose her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so you know, it's so important in the beginning of a relationship to set your boundaries. Yeah. Right. And not even just set boundaries. Make sure you stand firm in them because if someone came to me. And said to me, and I said to, so example, if I was in a situation and I had received photos, firstly, I'd be like, who you, who is, who's this family friend, right? Because it, there's, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me. I just think that when you're in a relationship and it's serious, you don't need to be going and spending time with the opposite gender and being in bed with them and all that kind of stuff, right? Like all the male friends that I have, my husband knows. And if I go out with them, he will come. Right. And it's I'm very it's very rare. Like it's if someone from America, like one of my friends from America come and see me, he will like hang out with us as well. So it's not like every weekend I'm staying, seeing these guys, but it's just and that's a whole nother topic. However, the boundary would be I don't feel comfortable with seeing photos like that. I think it's really inappropriate. If this happens again, then the consequence, right, is XYZ. But people find it easier to set boundaries, but standing firm in them is what gets people all the time, right? And it's, again, because you had the fear of losing her. So if that was me, and I know it's like a completely different situation, I would be like, okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. And and I almost said goodbye. I almost, when she said, if you don't like it, I I almost felt like saying, yeah, I don't like it. And because something in my gut, I also have a good intuition. And there was something in my gut that told me that this was not 
legitimate. This this friend was not a friend. Uh, and I told you before that we recorded what I think she was doing. And I think yeah. she this guy was a client. And uh, so I had I said to her, okay, then when you come back from Florida, don't lose my number, you lose my number, you know? And I just didn't have, I'm going to say it. I didn't have the balls to do that. And um, I think that I might not be sitting here today. This is the one thing that people have said to me that out of this entire horrible experience, a podcast came out of this. <laughs> So yeah. so, yeah, so something good came of it. And I'm learning so much about myself and I've stayed single. I also didn't tell you this. This is the longest time I've been single in my adult life. I am a serial relationship person. And uh, mm -hmm. one relationship, jump back into another one within within two months. Like I'm back out there, I'm dating. Never have, never time to heal and grieve and process and look inwards and self-respect or, or self-introspect. Uh, I am now literally single for almost 10 months now. Mm -hmm. and, and I, I, it was very uncomfortable for the first four or five months. Cause I was, wow. Like, what do I do with myself? Because I don't have a woman next to me, you know, because all my life I had a woman next to me. So, um, okay. We have to wrap this up. Um, wow. You gave me a lot to think about. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe I, we need to talk some more, um, because I, I do need to forgive myself. I, 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 I did speak to a woman a couple of nights ago on the phone. Mm -hmm. I do have a dating app and I'm, and I'm on the dating app for research for the podcast, but also, you know, if, if I do meet a woman, it's summertime here. I live by the beach. If I, if I can get a date and, and go out on a date, not a relationship, but a date. It would be nice to go down to the beach, go down to have a, have an uh, have an ice cream on the boardwalk, whatever. Um, so I did meet somebody, and but I I think, and we spoke on the phone for about ninety minutes, and after the three days went by, I didn't hear from her, and so I reached out to her because we had made plans to to meet up this week, to meet a meet and greet, mm -hmm. and she gave me an excuse why she couldn't. And I thought it was interesting. She said to me, my mom passed away three days ago. So I'm going to be off the market for a while. And, mm -hmm. um, I got to be careful how I say this. I think, I think I may have put out a vibe during that phone conversation that I wasn't ready yet, even though I didn't mention the ex-girlfriend. So, clearly I, I i i'm not ready to even speak to women because i think i'm giving off i'm not ready to date yet so i need work on all of that so um and i, I think you you like you said you i need to work with somebody like you so um yeah yeah and you know people feel energy so even if you didn't say anything she can feel it and yep. there's something to say about you not allowing yourself to be by yourself right it's you have to be able to give yourself everything that you want from someone else like go out by yourself and then on a date <laughs> go to the border by yourself and have ice cream. I, I, I bet yeah i've been doing that but it, it gets to the point where when you're tell me how to handle this 
So <laughs> I'm very close to the boardwalk. I take my bike down there and I'm on the boardwalk and it's a four mile boardwalk and it's a nice bike ride. I get my cardio in and I, I see the beautiful beach and the sunset and the sunrise, whatever. But then you see the couples walking hand in hand along the boardwalk. And that's when I look and I get sad. And yes, I'm there by myself and I'm taking myself out. I did a podcast interview with somebody not too long ago and they said, date yourself, take yourself out. And just like you said, so I do that. But when I go and see other couples having a good time and they're laughing and they're kissing and they're hugging and that's when I get triggered. I guess is the so it so it's really like we really need to work on your mindset comparison stuff from childhood I know you said you had like a good childhood but there would be stuff there and it's really about subconscious mind will always validate its beliefs right yeah. so even consciously if you're like well you know what I'm good to be by myself for a little while if subconsciously which is what you've already made fact is that what well, I'm like I don't want to be alone I'm afraid to be alone for whatever reasons it is your subconscious will always validate that. So yes, you going on a date by yourself and then you seeing these couples, of course it's going to be like, oh, this is why you need someone. You yeah. need to look at that cup, right? So it's really about working with your subconscious mind and bridging the gap so the subconscious and the conscious align because 95% of the decisions we make daily are based on the, our subconscious, right? So it's really like, really about freeing yourself and knowing who you are. And yeah, there's a lot that, needs to be overcome <laughs> yeah but no, yeah 100 can get there i'm a mess i know that I'm, and this is what one of the one of the accolades that i get about this podcast is how vulnerable i am i come out and i tell everybody my most inner secrets and my most thought my thoughts and and i i have nothing to hide and if anything it adds value to the podcast and and that's but I, I can't be the only one going through this. It's obviously, people like yourself are in business because there are people like me out there that need help. I was at that stage as well one time. Yeah. Like, Sorry, but we all come from a space and we all learn from that. So like you were saying, the most amazing thing has happened where you get to share your story and you get to let other people know on your podcast that they're not alone, you know, that they've got, yeah, they've got hope. That's correct. You know, and so... Again, like it really, you know, there's so much amazing things that happen through heartbreak. And now it's time for you to really just live in that joy and be fun and just have a life that you love and not feel, because even energetically now, like how you're sitting and stuff, like I'm not trying to criticize you, but it's like, no. if you can tell that you're not very happy, right? Or you're going through some stuff that's making yeah. you, making you unhappy. And so really like, the journey of life is just so interesting, but we get to choose. We get to choose, again, like every decision we make, it's, what are we choosing? Are we choosing to be happy or be sad? Mm. Right. And it, like, I'm just trying to make it as simple as it can be. <laughs> it's quite deep, yeah. but it's like. But it is that simple. It is that yeah. simple. Um, I, I have come a lot. If you and I were talking six months ago, you would see a completely different Andrew. So I, I have come a long way. But I thought yeah. that I by this time I would have been in it in, in much further along, and I'm not. And in my head, I have a clock ticking. This it's clicking for two reasons. One, the summer is half over, 
And I thought that by the end of the summer, I would have somebody that I'd be dating. And two is my age. I'm like, like some women look at that uh, baby clock, you know, at 35, they're thinking about the, you know, how, how you know what I'm talking about. I I have that more, <laughs> I have that mortality clock. Like I know what, what age my parents died at. So, you know, I'm like, I don't know how much time I have left here. So, but I, I, I think I need to be patient. Um, and I, and we didn't bring this up, but I, you know, I have a higher power and I hope, I think my higher power has plans for me and I have to be patient and let that, let that unfold to whatever mm-hmm. time frame he has for me. So, wow. Uh, Marika, this has been really eye-opening. Um, I, and I, I will talk a little bit afterwards. Um, I, I, I think I might want to work with you a little bit. Um, Tell us where they can find you online. So you can just go on my um, Instagram or add me on Facebook, but Instagram is probably the best place. It's Mirika K, M-I-R-I-K-A-K-A-Y. And just DM, reach out to me. Even if, if you add me as a friend, I'll message you anyway. <laughs> just say what's up. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, so you're on Facebook, but you don't use that so much as for your business, more, more Instagram. I use either, but I... okay usually post on Instagram more. Okay, good. All right. Well, I will be following you if I, if I haven't already. I'm, I know I'm following you on Facebook. So, and I'll put all this information in the show notes and um, Marika, thank you. And I finally pronounced her name correctly. If, if, if the people heard how I was pronouncing your name in the beginning, <laughs> it's what well, it's not Mirika. It's Marika. Marika no. K. Thank you Marika so much. K. Marika K. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it one of these days. Thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure and and you've given me and my audience so much to think about. And um, maybe we'll have you back someday. I'll give you an update. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, thank you, Marika K. Marika K. I'll keep practicing that. All right, ladies and gentlemen and people of all genders, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your support, but I need more of it. So please follow, subscribe, Instagram, Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Facebook, Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Follow me. Check me out. I need all the help I can get. And I mean, in basically all areas of my life. But we'll just, for now, I'll take the podcast help. And if you could also leave me a review on Spotify or Apple, it would be much appreciated. I promise you, it will be read on the air. So, if you're going to make a choice or have to make a choice, please choose wisely. Until next time. Ciao.